Welcome to Analyst Talk with Jason Elder. It's like coffee with an analyst, or it could be whiskey with an analyst reading a spreadsheet, linking crime events, identifying a series, and getting the latest scoop on association news and training. So please don't beat that analyst and join us as we define the law enforcement analysis profession one episode at a time. Thank you for joining me. I hope many aspects of your life are progressing. My name is Jason Elder, and today we are interviewing the candidates for the 2023 IACA Vice President of Administration. There are three candidates. We are going to interview all three candidates and publish all three interviews at once. So please listen to all three and vote. With me today is Ashley Wells. Ashley, how are we doing? I'm good. How are you? All right. Do you survive the hurricane there in Florida? We we survived. We had just a lot of trash in our front yard, but other than that, we're good. <laughs> All right. So just to give our listeners a, a quick bio, where you're from, current job title, maybe committees that you're a part of. I'm from Bradenton, Florida, where I still live. I am an intelligence analyst at the Manatee County Sheriff's Office been doing this for almost 10 years now. The first four, I did crime analysis before I moved over to intelligence. Prior to that, I was a child protective investigator for about four years. So I'm really, really enjoying the job. I love it. I'm married. I have two adorable little kids. And I don't know, anything else you want to know? (laughs) (laughs) So many things. I'm actually not a part of any committees yet. This is sort of my first step into this world. So... (laughs) all new. (laughs) So why do you want to be the next IACA vice president of administration? So for the past 10 years, I've been a part of IACA and SCIAA. I've been attending. I was able to attend a conference in California. I've been multiple trainings, different things like that, but I've never actually been able to be a part of it. I was kind of focused on learning and getting my career. And now I feel like I'm kind of at a point where it's time for me to start kind of giving back, getting involved, putting myself out there. So I saw this come up and I was like, okay, maybe this is my opportunity to start getting involved. So (laughs) if you are elected VP of administration, what would your first task maybe what where is some of the first things that you would want to accomplish let's get maybe into your platform so some of the things i'm really interested in is definitely mentoring new analysts i know there is a mentorship program i'm not super familiar with it i i've seen it out there i don't know how many people are involved in it i would love to get more people involved i know as a new analyst it's really nice to have somebody there to kind of help you and it's sort of one of those jobs where it's it's not really clearly defined. So it's, it's really nice to have that. And also maybe work on getting some more scholarships, kind of some free trainings, those types of things. I know my agency wasn't able to send me this year, unfortunately. I know they do offer scholarships, but maybe getting some sponsorships, that kind of stuff. So I definitely want to be able to offer it to as many people as possible. I think that would be important. The membership dues are $25 per year. And that hasn't changed since the creation of the association in 1990. So given inflation, we're looking at uh, they could be increased to $60 to meet with the demand on inflation. What do you think about the idea of increasing membership dues? Do you agree or disagree? Why or why not? 
Yeah, I mean, I think that's reasonable. I mean, everything else, I mean, $25 is very inexpensive. And really, I mean, $50, $60, I think it's pretty reasonable to ask for that, especially with inflation. I know, I mean, especially fronting costs for conferences and those types of things. I don't think it's unreasonable to ask somebody to, to spend a little bit more ethics question so the the way the current ethics process works right now is that uh, there's a complaint that the committee investigates if they find the complaint is substantiated they bring it to the board the board makes a final decision and the way the bylaws are written it's not to name and shame so it's to protect the person in the complaint and to allow allow him or her to save face and not to get him or her in trouble with with their employer but the executive board is making a decision and nothing is really reported out to the membership so there's a decision being made by the board and the the membership doesn't really get to hear anything about it other than in in the business meeting all you're going to hear is there was X amount of adjudicated ethics complaints this year. That's all that's going to be reported to the membership. So the ethics committee can make a recommendation on sanctions. The executive board can then reduce that recommendation and really no explanation is given to anybody. There's not really any checks and balances at the moment. So I'm wondering to get your take on, should the ethics process be more transparent? Yeah, I mean, I think definitely you should offer a little bit more checks and balances. I think if something is reduced, maybe it should be ran by the ethics committee again. I also don't see a problem with it being a little more transparent as putting out there what was reported and what the finding was. You don't necessarily have to name the individual, but maybe a little synopsis as of kind of what happened, what it, what was reported, and then what was found from it might be something to look into. Um, Do you think there's a point in time in which maybe the level of sanctions should require reporting out full the names of anything else? For instance, if you're talking about sanctions, whether it's multiple years or a lifetime suspension, like that, yeah. I would I would imagine whatever that is would be a very, 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 very serious offense. And therefore, should <laughs> should that be held to a standard to where the membership should be made aware of what happened? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think you have to definitely would have to have a clear definition as to, you know, a lifetime, a uh, year, you know, maybe if somebody was suspended for a small amount of time or something, that's definitely a bigger difference than a lifetime. So maybe you say, okay, if they're lifetime, then we can release their name. Cause I agree that would, that would probably have to be something pretty, pretty big. Yeah. Okay. I'm not sure without being involved in it, I'm not sure what the complaints are uh, or what people are kind of doing. So I would definitely have to see maybe get a a past synopsis on kind of what the past complaints have been, what the results were and that kind of stuff. So the executive board is currently expected to work about 10 hours a week. Mm -hmm. And I think every board member I've ever talked to kind of laughs at that because (laughs) they work way more than 10 hours a week. And 
IACA is growing. They, they're going to report this week that it's up to 6,000 members. Nice. And uh, so one idea to help out the, the board is to expand the number of board members. And just to put this in a little bit of context, so the IACA currently has 6,000 members and five executive board members. <laughs> IALEA, on the other hand, just to, has, I think, about 4,000 members, but they have 11 folks on their board. So I wanted to get your thoughts on what you think about expanding the executive board. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, like I said, obviously, I'm not sure exactly what their workload is, but definitely I don't see a reason why you wouldn't want to at least get some more people involved, especially if people are willing to come on board and and help out. I think it would be definitely beneficial. How would you make IACA more international, given that the I is international? <laughs> Definitely social media, LinkedIn, all those types of things to try to get. I think you definitely need to get it out there. I was also, I was thinking about this one a lot. I think reaching out, maybe getting some feedback from some of the other organizations out there, the global organizations, maybe having another chapter in, a, in somewhere, you know, overseas would be beneficial. Definitely. It would have to be a lot of communication like this doing a, but I, I think you could definitely make it happen if social media is where it's at, I think really to just get it out there and start really spreading the word. The IACA does, I, to my knowledge, they do have Facebook. They do have yes, they do. Twitter. Yeah. It, would there be another platform that you would think about introducing? Maybe TikTok. <laughs> I know it sounds ridiculous, but my husband, he does social media and he has a he a training facility and he, he gets so much from TikTok. It's it's crazy. So <laughs> and I think you mentioned this a little bit, but you know, should the IACA collaborate more with the other analytical groups? You got IALEA. You have the ACIA over in the UK, and now there's the, the the New European Association of Crime Analyst Group. Oh, yeah. Well, and I know when I went to the conference back in California, they had collaborated with CCIA. And I don't, I don't know what other collaborations they have, but I think that one of the main functions of being an analyst is communication with people and, and making contacts. So I think that that would definitely be a great benefit to be working together. Yeah, I think us old timers are still holding out hope that there might be a ILEA, IACA conference someday. I think that would be awesome. I mean, I, I don't... I mean, everybody working together, I've, some of my best contacts have been made at these conferences, and I've actually brought back a couple programs. We've, I brought back Spotlight from the one in California. We still use it to this day, and we're getting ready to do a op with it. So some good stuff coming yeah. from these. Yeah. What would winning the IACA Vice President of Administration mean to you? It's very exciting to me to start getting involved, even just doing this with you and getting my name out there, even if I don't win. It's it's getting me kind of 
a momentum to, to start moving forward with this kind of stuff to get involved. So it would really mean a lot to me. I, I'm, I'm really excited to, to try to be involved in these types of organizations and start putting my knowledge out there. I think I'm at a point in my career where I can help and benefit whoever is willing to let me come in and voice my opinion and help out. So, and then I, as most of my listeners know, I'm big on uh, giving my guests the final word. So I'm going to leave you with the final word. And if you got a campaign slogan, I'll oh take God. it. But actually, read- <laughs> I'll just, I'll leave it up to you. I read this part and I thought, oh my gosh, every slogan I'm going to tell you is going to be so cheesy and corny. I just can't. I'm, <laughs> they're going to think I'm such a dork. So I, I don't have a slogan. But I just want to thank you for even inviting me. This was um, a really cool opportunity. I've never been on a podcast. My husband does them all the time because for his marketing. And I was all excited. I was like, I'm going on my podcast. So I just wanted to thank you for having me and giving me the opportunity to get my word out there. And I'm sad I can't be at the conference. I was, I was super bummed, but I'm having fun watching it through LinkedIn. I've been kind of seeing everybody's pictures. So it looks like a good time. So I just wanted to thank you. (laughs) All right, Ashley, and we'll definitely get you on the podcast (laughs) and get you, get your story and perspective and contributions to the profession. We'll talk more detail, but so so happy that everything worked out for you there in florida and thank you for coming on here best of luck in the election and you be safe thank you so much have fun thank you for making it to the end of another episode of analyst talk with jason elder you can show your support by sharing this and other episodes found on our website at www.leapodcasts.com if you have a topic you would like us to cover or have a suggestion for our next guest please send us an email at l8podcasts at gmail.com. Till next time, analysts, keep talking.